1: and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his
2: message for us today. Today is a perfect conclusion to this series on invincible joy. I've got six points going to go through this. And even if you're not married and you're just, uh, maybe you can apply all of these to a relationship you have with a friend With your parents with your children somebody at work these principles apply so we all can learn here today amen my first point of six is this write this down god always knows what's best for you and for me i want you to know that god has given us some instructions on love and marriage The Bible says these words, very beginning of the Bible, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become, everybody say the word become, they will become one flesh. That's God's plan. That's God's design. God was the one that thought up marriage. He dreamed it. He designed it. He created the home, the family, husbands and wives, children, grandchildren and God's plan from the beginning that the two would become one. Two people becoming one is a lifelong process. And that process has some good days and that process has some challenging days. But in that process, there is joy to be found if you do not give up. And if you do not quit during those challenging times, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, this is in your Bible, Ecclesiastes 9, 9, it says, enjoy life with your wife, whom you love all the days of your life. God's plan is that in that home, that there should be a joy. You should enjoy that life all the days of your life. And therein lies the challenge, how to love, how to enjoy life with your spouse, How to make it last all the days of your life? Well, God is the designer of marriage. This book is his instruction manual. So my second point of the six, write this down. We all need to get to a point where we start following God's word. And there's always people who say, and there's someone here who says, I don't live my life according to this book. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's how most of the world lives. They ignore this book. They don't follow this book. Most people just live the way they want to live. And anytime anybody makes a decision, I'm not going to follow God's word. I'm just going to live my life the way I want to live. You make that decision to your detriment. This book is opposite of everything that Hollywood tries to teach us. This book is contrary to everything in this world, worldly ways. It's contrary to the world. This book is a lot smarter than you. Just so you know. I don't need that. I don't need that. Oh, yes, you do. This book combats everything in your life right now that is demoralizing you. That is discouraging you and leading you to a state of depression. And this is why I say to you over and over again here at this church, you've got to stop watching network television. You've got to stop watching uh, everything on social media and start reading the book that can bring you true joy. This is the book. Uh, Number three, write this down. Start with the love chapter. And and, and the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, it's a chapter in the Bible that's called, it's called the love chapter. In dealing with any type of relationship, we need to deal uh, with these relationships in love. And so God says, here are the instructions. That's what this book, it's an instruction on relationships. And my counsel to you today is to read God's Word and do a self-inventory. Don't ask, what is my spouse lacking You ask this question, what are you lacking? What am I lacking? Don't look at these scriptures based on what you want someone else to do. Trust that the Holy Spirit is working in their life. You go through scriptures and ask God, God, through your Holy Spirit, through the world, what do you want to change in my life? And all God's people said, amen. Number four, quickly, remember your vows. I am in disbelief at how quickly a couple at their wedding they make vows and within three weeks they act like they've got amnesia (laughs) to the vows that they made before god and vows that we make in marriage need to be taken seriously for better or for worse in sickness and in health for richer or for poor for patience or for impatience whenever you are tempted to throw in the towel and trust me there will come a point where we are all tempted to throw in the towel at that moment you need to remember the vows that you said and the vows that you took We're for the long haul. Malachi 2 verse 15 reads, Do not break the vows to the wife of your youth. I've actually started making that a point of emphasis in the weddings that I perform. I stress to the couple, I say to them, Do not forget nor neglect the vows that you're about to take. You have to wake up every day of your life in that home. And remember the vows that you made to one another, that you made these vows before a holy God. The key and the secret is to be faithful to God. And if you're faithful to God, you will be faithful in those those vows to God. You'll be faithful to your spouse. I love the story that I found in this book called A Promise Kept. And listen carefully. It's a story of a man named Robertson McQuilkin, he was a former missionary and a seminary president who retired because his wife, Muriel, came down with Alzheimer's. And he decided to dedicate himself full-time to the caring of his wife, whatever it took. And he wrote in this story that they loved to travel, and so even though she was kind of losing her mind, that they would continue to travel. And they would be in an airplane, and she would need to go to the bathroom. And so he would go with her inside that small cubicle of a bathroom in an airplane. And people would watch this elderly couple go into the bathroom together, and he said some people would snicker. But he said he knew that if he let his wife Muriel go in that bathroom alone and she locked the door, she might not remember how to unlock it. So he'd go in there with her. And he said one day they were, at an air, they were in an airport. The flight was delayed and they're in the terminal. And she's asking the same question over and over again. Where are we going? What are we doing? His wife also loved to walk when she was younger. She just went on all these walks all the time. So she was constantly saying, let's go on a walk. So they'd get up and walk about 10 feet and she'd go back and sit down. And he said, right across from them in the terminal, in a chair, directly across was this young, beautiful executive woman who was working on her laptop. And he said, I knew we were just like probably bothering her with all the commotion, that we were just same questions and getting up and down every 10 seconds. And he said he came back once and was helping his wife, Sit down in a chair, and he heard her say something. This woman, this executive, and and uh, he he looked around, and there was no one else around, so he just knew that she must be talking about them. And so he just said, "Pardon." And this woman says nothing. She said, "I was just asking myself if I would ever find a man who would love me like that." And this man turned to this woman and said, "Oh yes." you can find a man like that because I have found a man like that. And he explained that the reason I love my wife and the way you see me loving her is because I met a man named Jesus who loves me the same. The only true source of love, true love, is found in your relationship with Christ. And it's in our relationship with Christ that enables us to love our spouses the way Jesus Christ loves us. Remember those vows. Number five, write this down quickly get help sooner rather than later. Now, I, I, I used to do a lot of weddings. I don't do many weddings because most people get married on Saturday night. And I have church on Saturday night. So I don't do a lot of weddings. But anytime I marry a couple, over my lifetime, I've sat down and I've explained what I'm about to explain to all of you. And I say, every time you guys fight, it's a little brick on a wall. Oh, yeah, you kiss and make up. But the next time you fight, it's another brick on the wall. And over the course of your lifetime, this wall starts to get built. And what happens is the wall is like this high, and the marriage is over. And one of the two call and say, we need help, our marriage is in trouble. And I say, why didn't you come when the wall was just down here? So what I tell people before I marry them, make sure that as soon as you start to feel like something's not right in this marriage, that's when you need to go get help. And then I say, what I want you to do is I want you to get a knife and cut your finger, and I want you to sign something in blood. <laughs> no, you can take a red, you can use red ink. It's the same thing. But uh, I tell them, before you walk down that aisle, you get a commitment from your, your mate there, and you sign it. All you need to do is to Ask. And I will honorably and respectfully attend marriage counseling with you. And you get an agreement on that before you get married. Because what happens is after you get married, you say, let's go get some counseling. No, I'm not going. And uh, they usually don't go. And they usually will, if they do go to a counselor, they quit. Because honestly, they go, this is not doing us any good. Oh, it's doing you good. You just don't want to do what they're asking you to do. So they quit. So my advice is go get some counseling sooner than later. Three quick verses. Look at the screen real quick, real quick. Proverbs thirteen ten. pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found with those who receive counsel. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. plans fell for the lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 12, verse 15, the way of the fool seems right to him, but a, a wise man listens to advice. You have to understand that a covenant is forever. Marriages that don't work, primarily because when they get married, they believe that marriage is a contract. I have to sign the marriage license. You sign here and I sign here. And some couples actually do a contract for their it's actually a it's like a prenuptial, it's a contract. They never last. Because a contract is not a a, a marriage is not because you signed a piece of paper. Oh, that might make you uh, married legally, according to the government. But in the eyes of God, a marriage is a covenant between two people, and a covenant is forever. And how do we how do we even understand what a covenant is? What is that? Well, it's what God has with us. God made a covenant with us. It's not a contract. He made a covenant that any man, woman, boy, or girl who puts their faith in Jesus Christ, that you become his son or his daughter. It's not a contract. That's a covenant. And once you're in God's family, you're in God's family forever. His love is forever. God's faithfulness is forever. God's provision is forever a covenant amen and how long is that covenant going to last this verse in your bible psalm 105 verse 8 he remembers his covenant forever the word he commanded for a thousand generations god's word is not just for one uh generation two thousand years ago god's covenant is for all generations amen i got to tell you a story. It's about a couple in this church, and uh, I'm not going to tell you their name. I was real good friends with the husband. I didn't know the wife. Knew of her, but I'd never spent any time. I spent a lot of time with the husband. And uh, he confided in me over and over again. He said, hey, man, my marriage is in trouble. And I listened. And things kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I'd give him counsel. I'd tell him what I think he needs to do. And things just things went from bad to worse. I, I, I want to make this point clear. Anytime he was telling me anything about the situation, I knew that there's always two sides to a story. How many of you know that? You, right now, could tell me anything you want about your spouse that's wrong or bad or whatever, and I know as you're talking to me, if I was talking to her, this would be a whole different story. Now, I don't know if he knew that, but he's telling me everything and I'm listening and it, it sounds bad. And they were going to some counseling and then they quit going to counseling. He kept going and he was trying to get her to go. She would not go any longer. And then he told me this. And he said, Dudley, I don't even know. She go, she's going to Vegas on weekends. Now, when you're trying to work on your marriage and your spouse doesn't want to go to counseling and you're going to counseling and your spouse is going to Vegas on weekends, <laughs> things are bad. And eventually he said, Dudley, we're, 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 going, we're going to get a divorce. Said she, she is done. And one day, there was an event here at the church. They both came and they ran into each other. And I saw them. And they were out at the, the, the church, you know, the parking structure out there? You know, all the pillars? I saw them behind the last pillar. The two of them were behind the last pillar doing this. And I said, "I'm going over there." (laughs) And I came around that front. Oh, hi, 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 pastor. (laughs) And I'd never, I'd never talked to the woman. But I said this to them that day because it applies to everything I've said here today. I said, I want to tell you what's going to happen. I said, you two are going to get a divorce. And you're going to go your way, and you're going to go your way. And one day you're going to meet someone else. And you're going to meet someone else, and you're going to get married, and you're going to get married. And one day, you're going to wake up in this new marriage, and you're going to realize that you have the exact same problems that you had in this marriage, except it's just a different face, but it's going to be too late to go back and undo anything and your children and your grandchildren are going to have to go back and forth to this, to this, to this, they're going to be confused And I said, one day, when you're old, and I mean old, you're going to wish that you had worked things out right here and right now. (laughs) And I said, or you can make a decision right now that no matter what's going on, God can help you get through any issue that you're going through. And God is greater. You've got to get to this point where you believe that God is greater than any problem I'm facing, which he is. I said, you can work on this thing. You can start over. You can put your marriage back together. And I promise you, I promise you that if you'll stay and work things out when you're old, and I mean really old, and you're sitting there in your house and your grandkids are sitting on your lap, you're going to think back and you're going to think to yourself, the greatest thing we ever did in our life was keeping our family together. It's your choice and I walked off. That marriage was over. And I'm here to tell you that that couple decided to start over again and today they are happily and joyfully and anytime i see their their post on instagram it's all about their kids and future grandkids it's like exactly as i explained i know that we can't go back and undo anything in your past but i will tell you this it is my job to tell you starting from today from this moment going forward as a church in any relationship that you're involved with that's of god that you and i from this day going forward that we need to start having a complete shift in our thinking about Our relationships and our families and our homes and what god has in store for us as we move forward amen say what should i you say what should i do what should i do it's very easy you have to recommit your life to god and you have to let god through his spirit turn you into being someone who's like christ and then you make a recommitment to your spouse and the last word of advice is you start today we can't undo anything in the past we worry about things in the past that we can't change we worry about things in the future that aren't even here yet all you've got is today and so you make a commitment today that you're going to love your spouse you're going to love your family you're going to love your parents your children and and as we follow all this god will begin to change all the relationships that we have i firmly firmly believe this
1: Deep in the heart of every believer, there's a faint whisper, a call, a prompting. We go about our business and we hear it. We see and interact with lost people every day. And the whisper echoes again for us to share our faith and tell others about Jesus. And yet, we still resist. In his latest book, Compelled, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shares his earnest desire for each and every believer to be equipped with the good news of salvation. He encourages you with inspiring stories of men and women, young and old, who have accepted the irresistible call to share Jesus with everyone they meet. And he provides practical methods to overcome your fears and effectively articulate the message of salvation. Thousands of readers have already taken advantage of this incredible book, and now it's here for you. Compelled. The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith can be yours right now for a gift of $15 or more to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as easy as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith on our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover for yourself the strength that awaits inside you to speak boldly to others of how Jesus Christ has changed your life forever. Don't hesitate. Call us right now and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's latest book, Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith, today. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.